With the addition of Martavius Collins to this 2024 recruiting class, can Hugh Freeze lead Auburn into the top 10? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Cruton Thursday. Joining us, John Garcia, Locked On Recruiting Insider. And John, since we last spoke, Auburn has added another commitment. Martavius Collins, some places list him as a tight end. Some places list him as an athlete, but across the board, 6'4", 240 pounds. Your thoughts on this addition? Well, finally, right? I mean, I think just from a recruiting standpoint, this is one that even before he decommitted from Alabama, it was just like a matter of of when and not if he would jump in. Uh, And I think it was a little skeptical when he didn't jump in on a day I was like, okay maybe someone else is jumping in this race and and he's going to take his time but lo and behold all of our gut feeling was actually correct the whole time and, and he jumps on board as the most recent verbal commitment and i really like this get you know the, the floor here we talk so much about ceiling mm-hmm. the floor here is really really strong pop on the tape he's attached to the line of scrimmage he's detached he's a great receiver he can construct routes He's a great blocker at 240 pounds. I leverage guy, an H-back type that you can move around uh, as much as you need. He can be in the backfield. He can lead block because, you know, fullbacks don't exist anymore. If you need one, Collins can be that guy in a pinch, short yardage, goal line, all of that. I just love the floor here. A, a guy who's at Rome, like a great program in Georgia. Uh, he's well coached, clearly, and a guy who provides a high floor and versatility simultaneously, which is something that we don't often say in this business. You're usually one or the other, but in this case, Collins is both. Uh, And look, the optical feather in the cap is big here too. I mean, I don't want to minimize that even though it was expected. It's still a big deal when a former Alabama commit jumps on board uh, with the Auburn Tigers, right? And and, and this won't be the last, in in my opinion, maybe not in in this class. So. This is something that was, even though it was expected, it's still a pretty big deal and always good to to jump back into that Georgia pipeline. Rome is one of the premier programs in, in the state of Georgia. So um, a state champion level program, it's always good to ensure um, the, the next Auburn Tiger coming from it uh, in, in the surrounding area. So huge on a lot of fronts uh, for the Tigers as this momentum has been kind of steady. Uh, so another another yeah. one to jump in the boat here. Uh, and I guess we should all credit uh, Walker White for this one. Yeah, I think so. Let's give him all the credit he deserves for sure. John, do you think you know myself and a lot of other Auburn people expect big things from the transfer tight end, Rivaldo Fairweather, this year? And I think we're going to see him attached plenty, but I think his value is going to be past the line of scrimmage, right, uh, in, in the receiving game. Do you think that could be kind of a blueprint of, okay, this is Martavius Collins in two or three seasons. Absolutely. You know, and that's something that I think is one of the final frontier items for this coaching staff to present to recruits, because that's really the only unknown, right? It's, it's just the, the schematics and how it relates to Auburn specifically with certain positions and tight end is one that 
is a bit polarizing, right? Some programs are all in on them. You know, you think of like Stanford and Notre Dame and just all in on the position and always have been. Others, it's kind of been up and down. And Auburn is one of those where that reputation has been a little bit more up and down. So having mm-hmm. any sustainability out of the gates with with a pro of a prospect like like um Provaldo is, is going to be a really big deal. And I think you don't bring in a portal player like that who was already productive and kind of on radar mm-hmm. if you're not going to push him in more in, in that direction with, with more exposure, of course, in the SEC. No disrespect to my hometown, FIU Panthers, though. So he is now the fifth verbal commitment of this 2024 class. He joins Walker White, the quarterback, running back Jamarian Burnett, and then the two corners, Amon Lane and Jaden Lewis. Collins is a four-star in some outlets. He's a three-star on 247, but the other guys are unanimous four-stars. So, I mean, still a, a high average player ranking across this class. But, you know, I, I think Q Freeze and the staff would want more than five guys committed at this <laughs> point, John. But you're just kind of big-picture national perspective on, on this class right now. It's been steady. I think it's been a nice mix of reemphasizing that great close to 23 with the with the three in-state gets. So the bulk of the class is still very much Alabama-based, which is important. You've sure. got your big optical QB1 already on board, which is still more important than it's ever been, especially as this class has moved forward. We're starting to realize, we probably shouldn't say this out loud, not the best QB class, very top-heavy. So if you have one of the top few guys like Walker White is, clearly top 10, I think you're you're very much um, uh, you know the haves uh, opposed to the have not. So now you expect that to expand a little bit more into the off season, and really between spring and the summer official visit window is when you expect to add the volume to your recruiting classes. So maybe less uh, commits than I thought this time of year, but not to that, not anywhere close to that panic window or anything like that. Especially with an in-state foundation and a QB already on board, you're going to add some bulk by default to this class, which is, I think, clearly what, what the staff wants going forward. You know, Collins, I think, is the biggest player committed by by a wide margin. So you hit the trenches here going forward. Again, what we've talked about, Coach Thorne hitting the ground running with the offensive line recruiting that's going to pick up here going forward. And I think you're in a really strong position, uh, especially with how loaded the state of Alabama is once again. Sure. I ask you this every week, and I assume you're going to say Joe Phillips, but if you had to predict... <laughs> Next guy to join this class with a verbal commitment. Well, yeah, Joe, Joe is is certainly the guy there. But look, I think his timeline is slowly extending just yeah. a, a little bit. So I'm I'm thinking it could be a little bit more uh, out of left field, at least relative to Phillips himself. I mean, look at some other in-state recruits maybe as potential uh, guys who could jump on board sooner uh, rather than later. I, I wouldn't put it past a Jeremiah Beeman type of, of player because they do. You got to hit the trenches. There's really no doubt about it. I think yeah. on the offensive line, a guy like Isaiah Autry, we know is getting closer to a verbal commitment, hasn't really been heavy on the visit front in terms of setting officials. I think he's going to Oklahoma this weekend, and that's kind of it for him right now. So Ole Miss, Auburn, we'll see if Oklahoma pushes while he's there. I think those are kind of the two schools for him. So I think that could be something that shakes quickly and and dips Auburn back into the state of Mississippi, which we know is going to be a factor for this class uh, before all is said and done under Hugh Freeze. But, yeah, I'll probably still guess Phillips. Sure. I think I'm there with you. All right. Three guys that we need to discuss in just a moment. Um, and, of course, Cam Coleman, where is he after getting that fifth star from Rivals, I believe. So he's a five-star now across the board. 
Something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd, and I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real, and it's something that you don't want to miss. And if you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world, and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity. So you want to be checking out Built.com on April 22nd, but you don't have to wait till then. You can go to Built.com whenever you want. But be the first to discover what all the hype is about, and I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. Be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. John Camp Coleman, the wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, getting a five-star across the board now, and I think it's well-deserved. I think you watch his tape and you look at the kid, you're like, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. It seemed like Aubrey was generating a lot of movement with him, and then it just kind of stopped. What are you? What are you hearing about Cam Coleman? Look, uh, the the weird the weirdness with this recruitment was that Auburn had been in the ball game and still, of course, is. I don't want to present it another way, sure. but he hadn't visited. He was very busy checking out other places. But then Auburn got like three trips in a two week span, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, Auburn's not only back in the thick of this thing. It, this this is something that has to be. Um, you know, trend worthy, crystal ball worthy, if if prediction worthy, if you will. Um, but he also visited a bunch of other programs and then was back at Texas AM last weekend. And it's kind of like back to whatever square one is for a five-star recruit, which is frantic and busy as always. So I, I think Auburn uh, did it, its job in finally getting him back to campus with some volume behind it. And Auburn sure. is probably the favorite here going forward because that was really the only box left to check. That was the only question mark going into April surrounding Coleman, but he took three trips and and all of them were, were seemingly positive as, as he builds those relationships. But in terms of familiarity, obviously Auburn was, was already there for him. So he's going to continue to take other trips now to balance out that due diligence. But he's speaking highly of, of a lot of schools, LSU, A&M sure. uh, among them. Um, I don't think he's set a bunch of summer trips. I think he's going to you know settle into spring ball there at Phoenix City and coaches will come to him. And obviously Auburn is, is the closest among right all of door. these. Right. So they will certainly uh, be, be spending a lot of time there uh, in Coach Nix's office uh, as usual. So, look, I do think that Auburn is in the driver's seat for this recruitment, but there's really no indication from Cam that he's ready to shut it down just yet. Uh, so I do think that there's two sides to that coin, but obviously well-deserved fifth star. And this recruitment is profiling as such. It's a five-star recruitment even in your backyard – is one you're going to have to battle for all the way until a letter of intent is is eventually signed. And I think regardless of his timeline, that's going to be the status for Coleman because he's one that I think unanimously, there's maybe no recruit in the country that has upped his stock as much as Coleman has in the last six months. So mm -hmm. if we see it as simple evaluators, imagine what the college coaches are seeing as they really push for visits and eventually a verbal commitment. So if it's Cam Coleman or, I mean, Auburn's going after a lot of high four-star and five-star receivers. The the kid from Foley escapes, his name escapes me Perry at the moment. Thompson. Yep, Perry Thompson, yeah. The, if, if, if Marcus pulls off this recruitment, Marcus Davis, the new wide receivers coach, what does that do for his career? If he's just like, all right, this is his first year at like, you know, major college football on-field coaching position, and he gets one of these kids, and I think there's a chance he gets more than one. John, what does that do for his career? 
Well, it's a heck of a starting point. <laughs> I think we're starting with yeah. with the very best. It's like a rookie winning the Super Bowl. You're like, what what else do I do here? Right. Um, but yeah, you, you've you've got this situation where uh there's two major pushes going for you. One, um, you've been there and done that at that school. So that when it comes to selling it, it's already built and written for you. And you you just happen to have two in-state and one right in your backyard, two five-star receiver types, I should say. It winning one of those sets you on a path to instant sort of gratification perceptionally with, with a recruiter, uh, with recruits, I should say. Um, whether you win the local one, which is Coleman, which is national as mm-hmm. it gets, or you flip an Alabama commit in Perry Thompson, either one of those two would be banner Kickstarter. I mean, and as, a, as good a Kickstarter as any coach could have at any position because you're talking legitimate five stars at your position. So, right, yeah, I think Auburn's got to win one of those recruitments, if not both, which is not – out of the realm of possibility, which is which is amazing to to consider at this point. But you got to win one of those, and obviously, if that happens, he deserves uh, all the credit that he will immediately get. It's just instant validation, especially when your background has you know recent football within it. It just provides more credibility, uh, more ability to resonate with uh, today's recruit, and he already has that uh, at his back. All right, let's uh, let's go to a listener question. The Brave Husky and Locked On Auburn Discord. Be sure to join that in the link down below. It's free. But ask uh, any updates on Terrence Moore, the 6'4 receiver out of Tampa Catholic, or Ricardo Jones, the 6'3 safety out of Warner Robins. So let's start with TJ Moore. Um, like he said, out of Tampa. Seems like Auburn's talking to him and is interested, but in no way a front runner. Is that how you would put it? Yeah, yeah, we saw him over the weekend, talked to him. A lot of schools, a lot of schools here. It feels like that Cam Coleman recruitment where everybody is trying to just stay in the game. He mentioned Clemson, Ohio State, Florida, Miami, yeah. Auburn. I mean, just so many schools involved in this in this recruitment. And he's not as well-traveled as Cam Coleman, or excuse me, yeah, as Coleman has been recently visiting all these schools. TJ is ahead of that. Like he's never been to Ohio State. He's never been to several programs. So he's still, I think, earlier in that process compared to a Coleman that probably can make a decision today if he absolutely had to. So I don't think that's a horrible thing for the Tigers. And look, he's a Tampa Catholic kid. His head coach is Jarris McIntyre. Anytime Auburn comes up, there are going to be resources for him to get up there. But I think he's very much trying to figure out uh, what his visits look like to try to set a precedent. But there's there's a feeling with TJ that Clemson is a sneaky program, has always recruited Tampa very, very well, that they're kind of the sneaky program that's being buzzed about right now. Mm. But look, a kid gets up to Ohio State or some of these other schools, and you just never know. He just hasn't taken those visits to this point. So Auburn is still in the thick of it, but so are a lot of programs. And I think there's a lot of, of twists and turns ahead for Moore's recruitment. And I think – People feel like very stark about him one way or the other. I'm talking colleges. It's not unanimous like Cam Coleman, hey, number one on the board, number two on the board. I think there's some variance with more. A lot of people view him as this big body target with a limited upside. Some people see him more developmentally. So I do think his status on the various boards could come into question in this recruitment because I do think there's a lot more variance compared to that of a unanimous high on the board guy like a Cam Coleman. So fascinating, similar body styles though. And, and he was great on Saturday when I watched him a uh, big physical and runs incredibly well relative to his size, but don't discount the Jarris McIntyre angle here and, and don't yeah. discount the timeline later rather than sooner being something that could benefit Auburn uh, and relative to 
uh, Ricardo Jones, kind of like Coleman, a lot of visits here lately. Uh, Auburn has been one of them. And I think what is important here, uh, first of all, Georgia kid, naturally. So uh, a pipeline state kid who is very familiar with the program, so much so that he visited uh, in, in the Harson regime, which is good because now you get to compare. And when he compares, oh, my goodness, like a lot of these recruits, night and day is, is kind of the feel there. So where it was like Auburn was geographically smart for me to visit before, now it's because I really want to go there. And there's a lot of, of programs that are in that mold. I think Tennessee, Alabama just hosted him as well. So this is mm -hmm. one where his ascent is still kind of ongoing. So I do think that uh, that could prolong his recruitment just a little bit as well. But I think Auburn's done a really nice job under this administration getting him back on campus uh, pretty frequently, and they're going to stay in the thick of it until decision time rolls around. But I don't get the sense that that's very close. Yeah, Ricardo Jones, the 6'3", 190 safety, four-star across the board. You know, take this for what it's worth, but you know, the on-three prediction machine has Auburn as a favorite right now over Tennessee, Florida State, and Michigan. And, uh, I mean, they've got two defensive backs already. We briefly talked about those guys a second ago, but they need more. And Zach Gethridge appears to be the lead recruiter for this guy. And that's always, that's always a good sign. Absolutely. And crime's in there too, uh, no doubt about it. So that's a heck of a combination to, to yeah. deal with. Um, but yeah, you're contending with, you know, a former staffer, Marcus Woodson, among others that are, that are involved here for other schools. So this will be, this will be a battle. And there's a sense that there's some time between now and a decision, but it is regional, which is always a good thing, in my opinion, for Auburn, because you're, you're talking about a great college town. So I do think that counters yeah. some of the other schools there on the list. So when push comes to shove, that proximity and perception does help Auburn in the end. And they have corner and nickel types, but not safety types on board just yet. And you know Etheridge isn't, isn't going to strike out at that position. So Jones is absolutely one to keep an eye on. All right, John, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to lean into a little rumor mill action, ask you a hypothetical in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Be sure to check that out. It's in the link in the episode description down below. John, there's uh, there's some smoke that Auburn's interested in Nike when, when their deal with Under Armour runs out. And we had a question in the Locked On Auburn Discord. Uh, bacon asks does john think our apparel sponsor plays a significant role in recruiting or is that something fans always over exaggerate what are your thoughts on this what do you hear from rec do recruits care if they'll be wearing nike or under armor or anything like that at the next level i don't think they'll care about the speculation to to potentially make the switch but if and when it happens their reaction will be overwhelmingly positive you know i think if you pro nike you Pro Nike, yeah, of course, yeah. right? Because it's it's the standard. Look, it is what it is, right? When you're talking about branding and you're talking about, you know, a coveted pair of sneakers, I mean, it's, it's Nike, it's Jordan, right? I mean, that's where the conversation begins. So I, I do think that would resonate with recruits after the fact, not so much before from a speculation standpoint, because they got enough going on, honestly. But sure. if and when it happens and it's a big announcement and it maybe involves some uniform changes and just some optical changes, those are often perceived pretty positively by recruits. So it won't be the reason a kid picks Auburn, but it will add to that bag uh, if and when it, it it does happen. So it's it's not a bad thing in, in my mind. If it was going to be an unknown sponsor or maybe a foreign one, something like that, th then maybe you could really view that negatively. 
uh, when it comes to the haves and the have-nots. But if if Nike acquires a new school, they're yeah. going to get a whole lot of gear and branding and all that stuff that comes along with it. So it would be something that would only benefit recruiting. Yeah, I, I've heard how it impacts like basketball shoes a lot. I haven't heard as much about like cleats or anything like that. Have you? Is that ever anything? Is that ever anything that comes up? Yeah, because it it you get other gear like not just for practice and games. You're you're getting the the flip flops and the and the the track suits and all that stuff that yeah you know kids kids will inevitably wear anyway. So it, it does play a factor uh, going forward. Uh, but look, it's it's not going to be the deciding factor for one way or the other. Even the Jordan mm-hmm. brand, North Carolina's, Michigan's, Oklahoma's of the world, they're they're not getting kids just because their Jordan brand versus a school that's Nike or Under Armour or Adidas or or even something else. Sure. John Garcia, thank you so much for your time. As always, my friend, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Well, the fine folks here at Locked On are kind enough to have me on. So uh, various shows there. We did uh, Miami, Oregon, and Florida today in addition to the Tigers. So check those out. And, of course, talk ball with me on Twitter. It's a busy time of year. So check us out, John Garcia underscore JR on all social media. Did Dono uh, on Locked On Canes, did he bring up Jeffrey Imba at all? He did not, but there is no. significant Miami buzz in that regard. So oh, yeah. I guess we shall see. Yeah, we will they see. They need DTs in a big way. So Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You can find all my written work once again at auburndaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.